Hey, this is Greg. And Zach. Welcome back to the Harvestgate podcast. Today we check in with an update on all things Harvestgate. What's been going on this past month while the state of Ohio has been on stay-at-home orders due to COVID-19? How has our Harvestgate team adapted to the current conditions? How is it impacting our plans moving forward? And how are we trying to stay positive during these tough times? Uh, Zach, good to chat with you this morning. Always fun to be here with you, Greg. Absolutely. We got a, a variety of topics to talk about in this kind of monthly update for the month of May here, uh, which has only just started, but it's certainly looking like springtime out there. Uh, what have you been up to these past few weeks of April as we've been locked down? Yeah, well, uh, I have you to thank for some of this, um, but I've been playing a lot of disc golf lately. Um, I'll take credit for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I... I probably hadn't played for a year or two uh, until you invited me out to play. Um, well, and I think before I invited you out to play, like before I started playing this spring, I hadn't played in maybe 10 years or more since, you know, playing back in Westerville with my buddies, you know, during and after high school, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been, you know, it's like one of the few things that's not on lockdown uh, yeah. during the pandemic. And even there are some, uh parks that we go to to play that they've removed the baskets because people have not been adhering to uh social distancing practices and things like that so uh but you and i have played a lot of disc golf i think i was looking i said like in the past week i've played like in the past 30 days i've played like eight or nine games or something like that so um it's been good just to go out and uh, and do that uh actually our families have plans to go and play today and the kids will and the and our wives will hike as we are hopefully playing a better game than we did yesterday <laughs> yeah true well we can <laughs> blame a little bit of that on cold and wet and early morning and anything else any other excuses we can think of yeah so i've certainly been up to a little bit of the same trying to get out when i can Work has been super busy. I've been delivering training for work, which means I'm working overtime for I uh, just finished the fifth straight week. So that pretty well sums up April for me. Uh, it was just nonstop work, 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 work. Yeah. And it it's for for me, it's also been interesting because April 19th was my last official day at community church as a pastor. Yeah. And um, so I've not left the church. We didn't leave on bad terms. They sent us out. Um, but it's been interesting. So um, I'm still... Well, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't the way we had planned some, you know, four or five months ago, right? Yeah. You know, there's there's plans to, to do a big sending uh, service. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we're, we are certainly not the only people who have been impacted. There's been lots of people uh, who for various reasons or for various uh, celebrations have had to either put those on the back burner or just kind of let them fade into non-existence. Um, now I have a friend who was supposed to get married on uh, yesterday. He was supposed to get married mm -hmm. and I was supposed to be one of the groomsmen or best men at his wedding. And um, obviously that didn't happen. Uh, so they're pushing it back. He lives in Michigan. So I, you know, I had to tell him, you know, unfortunately I'm not able to come because we have a, 
14-day self-quarantine if we come from out of state. And I just really can't afford that because I have also been doing some, I call them side hustle jobs. So anything from um, doing drywall work to painting to taking down trees to power washing, those kinds of things. So I've been staying busy. um, But... Yeah, it's just it's definitely been an interesting and different time. And yeah, Greg, you you are a trainer for Apple. So what has that looked like for you? Uh, we've been crazy busy. All the retail stores in the U.S. are closed. So, uh, you know, there's just been a huge demand in general. Uh, and we've been busy, 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 busy. But there's been a lot of things going on outside of work to to, you know, add some uh something to look forward to other than work right uh eli's birthday was this past month he turned five that's super exciting Um, happy birthday eli absolutely uh we had a little party at home we facetimed a bunch of people uh we went to see grandma and grandpa and my great or uh, my grandparents his great grandparents from a safe distance for easter so we we got out and did some fun stuff uh, and then, of course, just recently, uh, a couple days ago, was Emily and I's 10-year wedding anniversary. So that's exciting. Oh, that is exciting. And, of course, the 10-year anniversary is far more important. But that same day was also your eight-day or your eight-year anniversary uh, for working at Apple, correct? That is also correct. Yeah, I just do a lot of stuff in April. April's a cool month. Apparently, yeah. All the other 11 months, you you just kind of just don't do anything, right? Yeah, you know, whatever. The rest (laughs) of the year is kind of eh. You know, I'm already, it's May 2nd, May 3rd now, and I'm just kind of over it. You know, I got to (laughs) wait all the way till next year for April again. I mean, come on. I can't even There you go. Yeah, well, congratulations to you. There's been a lot of stuff going on. Thank you. Uh, That's awesome. So we've had a lot of stuff going on, too, with Harvestgate. Um, Tell us a little bit about everything Harvestgate has been up to this past month. Yeah, uh, you say we've had a lot going on, and we haven't stopped, but things, all of the things that are going on are not the things that we anticipated going on. (laughs) Right, yeah. Uh, Or actually, I would say a majority of them. Some of the things we were planning on doing, but some things have been accelerated, and some things have been halted almost to a stop, uh, to a grinding halt. So, um, uh. We have started, uh, I think we started this back in April. It actually might have been in, in March that we started this. Uh, but we started um, having church services for Harvestgate. Um, and I think I've mentioned this before, never in a million years, when thinking about and dreaming about and planning for a church plant, did I ever intend to launch a church uh, on a Zoom meeting? <laughs> um, well, to be fair, none of us had heard of Zoom until a few months ago, <laughs> and somehow now it's the most popular video calling app, even though, I don't know, there's like 15 alternatives that were already out there, but whatever. Yeah. So um, so we've been meeting on Zoom on Friday nights at 730. Um, yeah. I don't know. This might be a good a good opportunity to invite any of you who are listening to our podcast to to join in on our services. Um, we, uh, think we've established a pretty good structure. Obviously things are 
different, weird even, uh, because we're doing it online. So we've been uh, doing communion every week. We have uh, there's there's teaching. One thing that we have not really engaged in that we will um, when we're able to start meeting face to face and not FaceTime to FaceTime um, <laughs> is is uh, worship through music. We've not mm-hmm. done that because um, for logistical reasons, really, uh, you know, I can play guitar and sing, uh, but there's often a delay. And so people singing along with that is, is interesting. So uh, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, so, yeah, for sure. so those will be things that we will incorporate, but if you are interested uh, in, in joining us for any of our services, we do them Friday night at seven 30. Um, and you can email me at Zach, that's Z-A-C-K, at harvestgate.org, um, and let me know, and I will send you out a Zoom link when the time comes. Uh, but uh, So we have been engaging in, in services. And so, Greg, I'd, I'd, as, as someone who is not, um, who, who doesn't really associate with or identify with being a churchgoer, I'm curious to know what your thoughts have been uh, about what we've been doing on Friday nights. That's a great question. Um, You know, I've enjoyed attending, obviously, to keep in touch with everybody who's part of our team. And there are, you know, I would say some portions that I'm, you know, I think I have, I, I, I wasn't always comfortable with this. I think if I go back like years and years ago when I went to the church as a kid or as even as a teenager, I felt this obligation to participate in everything that was going on in a service, whether I was, whether I believed it or not, whether I really, you know, I essentially didn't stand up for my actual beliefs. And so if they were taking communion, I felt like I had to do that or it was rude not to. And, uh, and I've slowly come to terms with just being myself and I can believe what I want. And if I'm at you know, a physical church and a physical church service, I don't have to participate in communion, but I also do feel uncomfortable at the same time, even though I've kind of come more to terms with it. When I'm in that physical setting, I feel like people are looking, they're going, oh, what's this guy doing? He's not, you know, participating and I'm the, you know, the black sheep or something. So in the at-home environment from the comfort of my dining room table, you know, it's much more comfortable to just be me and participate in the parts of the service that I'm comfortable participating in. And, and, you know, I'm certainly learning stuff. Emily, you know, is like on a whole nother level in terms of it's like, you know, it's without, without trying to sound disparaging, it's like her asking me for technical advice on a Mac, you know, I'm an expert. I'm supposed to be an expert. I know nothing about the Bible. She knows a ton of stuff. And so when we're going through John chapter one, John chapter two, and talking about stuff in there, she's kind of like, you know, chuckling to herself about the inside jokes that make sense to her from, <laughs> you know, years of understanding it. And I don't know anything about it. And I'm kind of like, well, why, why is that funny? What are you talking about? You know? So I'm, yeah. you know, I'm engaged and I'm in, I, you know, I'm comfortable in the format. As you know, I work from home, so I'm working in a virtual environment 100% of the time I'm at work. So, yeah. 
that adapting well, to and that one is of the, very comfortable for me. Yeah, and and I've appreciated, even though, as you've said, there there are some segments that you don't engage in. You have been engaged. You don't just sit there like, I mean, you might do this, but I can't tell. You don't just sit there on your phone, just zoned out. Like you, uh, you, uh, you engage in the conversation that we have. Uh, you answer questions that are presented. You uh, give. Uh, I mean, last night you, I think you gave a really great insight uh, concerning um, John chapter two, and and that's really that's really what we're hoping to do is to create a space where people. Rather than just it's one guy who went to seminary standing up in front of everybody, telling everybody what it is that they should know, we're hoping to create uh, a place where conversation can happen and um, where, in a way, we can come with our disbelief or our unbeliefs or our doubts, sure. and and um, and do so in a in a in a safe space. When we we call Harvestgate a micro church, and another way we might say this is a smaller, safer space. Um, and and we do have teaching. I think that uh, last night, um, uh, Stephanie, uh, who we did a, a meet the team on, mm-hmm. um, Stephanie led us in in our in our study last night, and I think she did a great job. Um, and yes, agree. Uh, it was fun. She did a great, she probably, not probably, she does a better job at engaging people than I do because I'm, I tend to be more of a teacher and I have to get away from that paradigm that I'm the guy who went to seminary who uh, needs to tell everybody what it is um, that they need to know. Um, even though Stephanie has gone to seminary and she's in seminary now, she she does a really good job at just engaging people. Um, and so I'm well, learning I'm- a lot from her. In that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I want to I want to go back to a, a point you made, though, kind of talking about like we want it to be comfortable for people regardless of, you know, how much they believe it or how, you know, are you a thousand percent invested and in, you're a church person, you've been a church person forever or you're new to it or even just uh, a supportive partner in it or something, which I think is kind of where I'm at. I'm it's OK to disagree with people. And you don't have to all agree on the same thing. And if you disagree, it doesn't mean you hate them or something. Like, if you look at social media these days, it's just so much like, oh, my gosh, you don't agree with me. I literally can't talk to you. I have to disown (laughs) you from my life and existence. Like, it's so crazy that, you know, you hear, like, people frustrated about politics where they're talking about, like, oh, the Democrats or, oh, the Republicans. They're so terrible. And it's like, they're just people. And that's the only one thing that I don't like that they believe in. It doesn't encapsulate their entire person, you know? And so it's okay to disagree and it's okay to be open-minded. And, you know, in the same way that I like to try and come and be respectful and just, you know, be attentive and, and pay attention to the service. It, I appreciate it just as much that, uh, you and everybody that's part of Harvestgate is respectful of how I feel. And it's not, you know, I'm not getting asked every other week, like, oh, did we save you yet? Like, did we accomplish our, our secret mission or whatever? Like, it's, there's no pressure. It's, you know, you're part of this group and that's, that's what matters. So, 
Yeah, and I think we've talked about this before, those four B words, and uh, that's belong, uh, become, believe, and behave. Uh, mm-hmm. And we, um, you know, we want you to feel like you belong regardless of who you are. Um, and no matter where you are on the spectrum of belief or unbelief, um, we want you to to belong because, uh, yeah, I, I think that that's just really important. Um, Absolutely. I do want to mention real quick, um, in some of our recent services, uh, we had uh, somebody join us, and I apologize, I don't remember her name, but she was out in Colorado, correct? Yes, Janelle. Janelle. Um, so just as a reminder, we're certainly not limited in scope to uh, Eastern time zone. So if you are interested in joining us, just a reminder, the time that Zach mentioned earlier for our services, Friday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 Central. Uh, if you would be interested in joining us, wherever you may be, uh, where you can connect to us through Zoom, reach out to Zach's email. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for that reminder. Uh, And that's one of the other cool things that's happening now is, um, you know, Janelle leads a house church of her own right now. And so she was participating to see kind of what it is that we're doing. And she was able to give some feedback that was really good. And so uh, through the technology and just through the time and space of life that we are in right now, uh, we are able to reach across borders. Um, you know, I think every week, uh, on our calls, we have, um, at least three or four, maybe up to five, uh, different zip codes represented. And last week we had, uh, two different States represented. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of speaking again is like how technology enables different things that we maybe wouldn't be able to do and that reaching across borders. Um, we were also able to make a pretty cool donation just a couple of days ago. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. This is one of the things that uh, that just, not to sound cheesy, but just warms my heart. Um uh, so we're in the midst of this global pandemic that has affected millions, if not billions of people. Um, and uh, we were challenged uh, that uh, the the church in Asia, uh, there's a house church network there that in about six days time, they raised, I think, something like $42,000 um, to go to help churches and pastors and uh, just different brothers and sisters around the globe uh, who are struggling to even find meals to eat. Um, and so this challenge was put out to us as the the, the church in America uh, to kind of do the same thing. And so uh, we were able as Harvestgate to, to make a, uh, a donation of five hundred dollars to the COVID nineteen Global Response Fund, and I just want to read you something from this fund. That um, uh, let's see here. I'll, I'll just read what it says from the website. It says the Wesleyan Church is an act is active in a hundred and two countries globally. 
In all of these contexts, we are deeply committed to serving vulnerable populations in the name of Christ. As the world reels from COVID-19, we are called to be a people of hope. When you give to the COVID-19 Global Response Fund, you are actively providing assistance for salaries of pastors who are left with little income as the church giving declines. Placing funds at the discretion of the local leaders to serve impacted people in their congregations and partnering with outreach projects initiated by global churches. And so we are able to participate in this um, in this offering. And I love that even though we are just a few people, that we are already having a global impact, even if it's just, uh, you know, a very little bit. Um, and I, I want to give a personal shout out of, of, of appreciation, uh, for community church. One of their, one of the values at community church is exuberant generosity. And, uh, so having been a part of community church for the past six years, I have seen, uh, exuberant generosity be, uh, just, it's not just a value that they say, it's a value that they do. And so uh, I know that 10% of their uh, tithes and offering goes out to uh, 5% goes to local missions and 5% goes to foreign missions every year. So they, they're giving uh, upwards of $50,000 a year. That's before uh, money goes out to, to pay for bills or to pay salaries or anything like that. Uh, they have lots of money that's going out to mission. And so um, having, having seen that as an example, it's, it's great to be able to carry on some of that, uh, that DNA of being exuberantly generous. Uh, and I'm really proud of, of our little congregation uh, that's been meeting on <laughs> Zoom, uh, <laughs> the ability to do that. So I'm excited. Yeah, you might say that that's something uh, to be grateful for, which is, I think, a nice uh, segue into something else we wanted to talk about. Uh, and and a shout out to Emily, uh, my wife, who kind of championed this idea to to kind of get it on the podcast and something for us to talk about, which is uh, gratitude in this time of, you know, global hardship that's impacting people everywhere in so many different ways. Um, what are things that we can be grateful for and, and how do you kind of think about that in this, uh, current times act? Yeah. So, uh, a, a phrase that has, that we have started using, uh, Liz, Liz has a, uh, another pastor's wife, uh, that she meets with on a regular basis, though in the midst of the pandemic, she has not been meeting with her. Um, but she used a phrase that just really resonated with Liz and then with me. And I, uh, and, and that is the idea of guarding our hearts with gratitude that in a time of doubt and chaos and pandemic and, um, you know, when, you know, of anxiety, uh, mm-hmm. it is really easy to let our minds go to craziness, uh, to go to, uh, just, Oh no, the world is in, uh, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Um, uh, but we can guard our hearts with gratitude. Uh, and so, you know, I've been grateful, uh, me personally, 
I've been grateful just for um, yeah, our little community here that in the midst of a global pandemic, we're, I'm still hearing from you all. We want to continue to meet. Uh, actually, we want to start meeting. Uh, that's been encouraging to me. Um, I've been encouraged uh, by, um, I don't know if you've seen this, Greg, but John Krasinski has started um, oh, yeah. this news network uh, from his house called Some Good News. Uh, yep. That's been really encouraging and really fun. I, I think every episode I've watched, I've ended up in tears. Um, <laughs> well, there's a lot of good examples of that. I think so many people have been, uh, you know, content creators and and you know, uh, actors and comedians and talk show hosts and so on. Are really, you know, there's a majority focus on creating some positive uh, content for people to consume right now. Uh, and it would be nice to have like positive content all the time rather than lots of, you know, content about how creative people can be about killing each other, yeah. um, which I personally try to avoid these days. It just gets me down. Um, in fact, yesterday uh, there was uh, I was watching something on YouTube, which you might be interested in as well, which was uh, a Parks and Recreation, essentially like reunion special that they recorded um you know all the characters and how they're coping in quarantine and they're doing daily you know phone chains or something to, or a phone tree i think they called it where they call you know one person from their little group or whatever uh mm -hmm. that were on the show and it was you know it was maybe 30 40 minutes long but it was just so wholesome and positive and you know they did another rendition of uh 5000 5000 candles in the wind Bye bye, little Your Sebastian. five thousand candles <laughs> in the wind. Yeah. Exactly. I was. It was just really, uh, really uplifting and fun to watch. So I was checking that out uh, a little yeah. bit yesterday. It's on Hulu. I know that. Um, nice. So you can check that out on Hulu if you're a Huluer, or as Greg said, you can watch it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I think they aired it on TV. So I think they did. You're right. Yeah. yeah it, it, uh, just some other things I've been really grateful for, um, Liz. Uh, had a great post on social media the other day. Um, and it was the day that we found out that the stay at home order was being extended to May 29th. Yeah. So um, like two we, days ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, uh, Liz was just like, no, 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 no. Like I had in my mind May 1st, we were going to get to go back to normal. And um, she was just really, Frustrated, I think, as a lot of us were, but sure. um, but she was putting Naomi down for a nap. Naomi's our youngest, and um, Naomi recently has. Like, we used to just be able to like give her a bottle, throw her a blanket, put her in her crib, and walk away, and she'd go to sleep. But lately, she's just been wanting to be snuggled uh, and cuddled before bed, and mm -hmm. so we we put on Claire de Lune on our phones and we just snuggle with her through two or four or five or six renditions of that song. Good song. And, and Liz was, uh, reminded and just kind of shared with this, like, you know, we're reeling from this, you know, we can call it bad news that the stay at home order has been extended. But if it weren't for things like this, this, what I have been calling the gift of slow, if it weren't for this, then we would not have these opportunities and these moments like this 
just to snuggle with our kids, play games with our kids. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just have, have time just to sit back and breathe, uh, you know, in, in America, especially, I can't speak for other places of the world, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same. We have been so conditioned to chase the American dream, and I don't necessarily think that there's anything wrong with the American dream. Um, but as we talked about last week in our metrics, uh, our first episode of our metrics series, uh, that when the when our metric becomes the target, it ceases to be a good metric. Um, and so, yeah. What are you when, missing out on while you're, you know, feverishly trying to chase your your so-called dream? And will yeah, you and ever so, stop chasing it to enjoy it? Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, I like being productive. Uh, I like achieving towards things. Um, you know, and I've even been guilty in the midst of this that. I was caught up in the dream of Harvest Gate that like I was missing God in the process. I was so focused on what I was doing for God that I was missing God and I was missing people in the process. And one of the things this pandemic has done is uh, refocus me. Um, so I'm grateful for that because, you know, it's, it's very easy to get caught up in the metric. Uh, a little shameless plug for our last uh, podcast, but um, if we can't shamelessly plug the podcast while we're doing the podcast, no place is safe. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> but but if we can't, if if we if we lose focus in the midst of it, um, and so that's I guess that would be a challenge that I have for everyone. And I'm speaking to myself, like I think I should be looking in a mirror. Um, <laughs> but yes, everything is frustrating right now. Our, our lives have been put on pause. Um. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't worry about things. I'm not saying that we um, that we shouldn't be concerned about the economy. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be. I'm not saying any of those kinds of things. But if we look for God in the midst, God is still God, regardless of whether we are in a time of economic uh, success or a time of economic failure and crisis. God is still God, whether you still have your job or not. God is still God. Whether you still have your health or not, God is still God. Um, and we have hope in who uh, who Jesus is and what it is that he has done to redeem us. And this is a great time to refocus our lives around uh, this hope. And that's something that I have been finding uh, hope in. It's something I've been finding gratitude in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, and and I think that this is just a great time for us to to slow down and be grateful for what it is that we have around us that is good. Yeah, I think gratitude is important, and I you know I think there's so many kind of conflicting feelings going on. There's you know people trying to be grateful for what they have in this moment and uh, what it's enabled them to do, maybe like to spark creativity or to come up with creative solutions or something. Um, but then, you know, simultaneously you could be frustrated about what you were hoping to do. Emily and I were supposed to have been, uh, at a concert for, for King and Country, um, uh, Thursday and Friday last week for our anniversary. And instead we were at home and we had Chipotle for our anniversary dinner, which we love Chipotle. So no, (laughs) no real complaints there, but 
but it wasn't what we had planned. Right. And we had, exactly. a, you know, a, a trip to Disney planned for later this month and that's not going to happen either. So, you know, I think we're allowed to be disappointed with what's changed, but we can be grateful for the positive things that have come out of it. And, you know, getting back to creative solutions, I think this has been a time for Harvestgate to start thinking about creative solutions. You know, we know that our plans have been impacted uh, and, and we're not where we wanted to be from our original timeline. Certainly the one that you had originally shown Emily and I many months ago, <laughs> uh, you know, couldn't, couldn't be achieved under the current conditions. So, you know, what is Harvestgate doing at this point kind of, adapting, looking at alternative ideas and plans uh, that we maybe weren't considering before. <laughs> yeah, that um, that may be the understatement of the year so far, <laughs> right? Um, um, yeah, and, and you know, I've had lots of people ask, so what is, uh, how has this, or like, what's what's next for you guys? And I tell them the future looks like a giant question mark. Um, which, if you've because, ever played an online game, means you need to walk towards it and turn in your quest that you just finished and pick up yeah. the gold, man. Let's go. Yeah, and so I would <laughs> say the thing that we know for sure is that we need to continue meeting for our Friday night services. Oh, yeah. That's really the only thing that I'm like, this is this is a definite. We are doing that. Um, but as far as uh, plans for the coffee house, um, and fundraising. I mean, uh, here's an example, Greg. Um, the Harvestgate scramble has been canceled with hopes to be rescheduled for maybe late summer, early fall. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's been canceled. Um, well, the weather's going to be nicer in the fall, anyways. That's true. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, bright side, silver lining. So we're, uh, but that's that's assuming that because. Um, uh, the golf course where we were uh, hosting that, um, all of the weddings and all of the parties and all of the oh, things yeah. that were scheduled to be there have been postponed. So all of those dates are being filled in. Yeah, so very true. So that's a big question mark. So right now it's been canceled with hopes to be rescheduled. Um, we, we do have a... Uh, a fundraiser that um, that Liz has been uh, it's it's been wildly successful, and that is we're I say we Liz is the the mastermind behind it. I'm going to be helping, um, but making Mother's Day baked boxes, um, and so I think that by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be too late to sign up for that. But that's a that's a fundraiser that we are going to be doing. Um, we are still accepting fund funds and donations, um, but that has been impacted quite a bit, uh, seen as a large majority of the country uh, has been uh, their you know their jobs have been affected, and so giving has no. been affected. Um, we're still receiving donations, and um, we're we are still. As always, incredibly grateful for any and everyone who has given, uh, whether that's five dollars or five thousand dollars, it, it doesn't matter. Your support is is incredibly, incredibly grateful and needed. And when 
whenever people tell me, I, I wish that I could have given more, I tell them, you know what, a little yeast goes a long way. Uh, and so uh, it, it's not about the amount, but about the the heart that goes behind it. And so we are we are incredibly grateful for any and all uh, support that can be given, whether that is financial or prayer support. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I do want to say this. I don't think that Harvest Gate has been squashed, but um, but we're, as, as you, I think, said, uh, we've kind of been left reeling, kind of trying to figure out what our steps, what our next steps are. And so uh, Coffee House, um, that has that has been affected. Um, we're wrestling with I don't uh, that the idea that I don't think in the midst of a global pandemic, uh, a coffee house or launching a coffee house is necessarily a great idea. Well, if um, people aren't allowed in the coffee house, that does complicate things a little bit. It, it affects it for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Not to mention, uh, we aren't where we wanted to be financially to to start one of those. Sure. Um, yeah. And so one of the other things that we have considered, and this was something that Emily brought up, and we are exploring the idea, uh, is the idea of instead of doing a coffee house, doing a coffee truck or a coffee trailer where we can go to where people are. Yeah. Um, and so that is on the table. Um, again, we don't know because uh, we want to make sure that we're operating with wisdom and discernment and making sure that people's funds are, or people's donated funds are being stewarded wisely. Yeah, so absolutely. That's a question there. I know for me personally, um, uh, finding employment is important because otherwise uh, my family and I might be coming and moving into your basement, Greg. Um, <laughs> so that, uh, that also impacts things because kind of the way that Harvestgate is structured is that we want to be in the marketplace uh, largely or not largely, but there's multiple reasons. Uh, some of that is so that a pastor does not need to be paid. Uh, and so that yeah, I mean, so that you can be connecting with those people in the marketplace. Yes, exactly. And so, um, you know, I have, uh, I'm, prayerfully considering if I should get a job at uh, Home Depot or Lowe's or Kroger's, or if I should um, try to get like a big boy job, like a, uh, like a, a chaplain position, or, you know, I've even wrestled with the idea if um, about looking for positions at, uh, at another church to see if there's a way that I could help them and still continue doing harvest gate stuff. You know, it's just a giant question mark that I wish that I had better answers for. Um, but harvest gate isn't dead. We're still going, we're still alive. We just met this past Friday. Uh, like I said, with mm-hmm. and Stephanie did a great job leading that. And yeah, so giant question mark. We still feel called to Columbus. We still feel called uh, to to meet people where they are and engage uh, in uh, our families and our communities and our marketplaces, but sometimes, uh, sometimes when the ball is fumbled, you have to scramble around and try to figure out what's at the bottom of the pile. If that makes sense. Yeah, or uh, to use a uh, an appropriate analogy for you and I, if you throw the disc and it hits a tree and kicks, you know, a hundred feet 
off the fairway, you got to scramble to get back to the basket. <laughs> yes. That's for sure. Because I, I would say using the football analogy with the ball being fumbled, um, that's usually, that indicates that somebody did something wrong. In this scenario, I, I don't believe that any of us have done anything wrong. It's just a global pandemic has affected the globe. Um, and so um, our, our, our question marks are not the result of, of somebody doing something wrong or something yep. unintended. It's, it's the result of a global pandemic. I do want to make that clear. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, I, I wish that uh, I said, you know, Greg, this is what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. The one thing I know for sure is we're going to continue to pursue Jesus with all that we have uh, and continue to try to uh, connect faith to families, communities, and marketplaces. Uh, and uh, what that looks like practically is we're going to continue meeting. Um, as a church right now, we're going through the book of John. We just, in the last two weeks, have hit John chapter 1 and John chapter 2. Next week will be John chapter 3. Uh, and so we're going to continue studying Scripture and meeting virtually as we can. And when the time comes, we'll meet in person. So. Absolutely. Well, as uh, as we at Harvestgate are balancing all of this, you know, gratitude with with a little bit of frustration and a little bit of creativity and improvisation to figure out how to continue, we hope that everybody out there listening is doing the same uh, in in moderation, hopefully in equal parts. I think if you focus too much on any one of those, you're maybe missing. Uh, you know, some important pieces of what's going on. So we invite you to join us at our services again, Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, reach out to us if there's anything that we can do to support you. And as always, Zach, thanks for, uh, thanks for chatting with me this morning. It's been fun. Follow us on social media at Harvestgate Network. There are several ways you can engage with us and support the Harvestgate Network at harvestgate.org. You can subscribe to the Harvestgate podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. If you're as excited as we are about this project, please consider supporting us by sharing, joining our prayer team, or donating on our website. Thanks for listening to the Harvestgate podcast, connecting faith to families, communities, and marketplaces.